Yeah, actually, speak, speaking of this, when that month in Thailand, um, so I spent a lot of time at the beach, and, and I had such a suntan that at one point someone asked me if I was if I was Thai um, because oh, wow. because I was so dark, and they they said to me, "Are you Thai?" And uh, I was like, "No." Uh, but yeah, I had a result. Uh, yeah, so I, I managed to blend in there as That's well in the end, and so then I got less strange looks wow. after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, that's a, that's a successful tan, mm. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you can blend in in Thailand. I think I was again being nineteen, thinking like the more tanned I am, maybe the more sexy I am. <laughs> but, uh... Okay, welcome back to the Clark and Miller English Podcast, and if this is your first time. Then welcome. It's good to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, yeah, we've got quite a few newbies, newbies, new guys, um, because um, I interviewed Luke from Luke's English Podcast um, last episode, and um, yeah, I think we've got some of Luke's friends here, some lepers he calls them. Um, so yeah, good to have you all here, and yeah, today um, I'm going to talk to Martin Johnston. Uh, who uh, runs Rock and Roll English, another English podcast, about his book uh, English on the Toilet. Fantastic name, isn't it? And um, yeah, he's going to read a story. So this uh, this episode is actually like a kind of listening exercise. Um, you're going to hear some true or false statements. Then Martin's going to read the story, and uh, then you'll hear the true or false statements again. Take your time. And uh, try to try to answer them. So quite simple, really. It's a true and false exercise. After that, um, Martin and I talk about uh, the interesting vocabulary in the episode. Now, before we get started, it's very, very, very important for me to tell you that there will be a lot of swearing in this episode. Uh, Martin's thing is—he's uh, very into real-life English with. The way people always, the way people speak it, and it's yeah. Sometimes people swear. It's just a part of life, part of language, and um, yeah. So we, we were actually going to discuss <laughs> uh, quite a lot of swearing in this. Um, there will be uh, no drugs, but sex and rock and roll from the sex, drugs, and rock and roll um, thing. So yeah, if you if you're at work or if you're listening with young family members or if you're Planning to use this for your um, young learners class? I would say don't. Um, just wait for the next one. Most of our episodes are nice and squeaky clean. Today is a not safe for work episode. Okay, so I hope that's clear. Um, yeah, and we'll just get going. Uh, enjoy it. We, I have a chat with Martin. Then we get into the true and false stuff, and then we hear the story. Then we get the true and false stuff again, and finally we get the. Um, talking about the vocabulary so uh, yeah enjoy it and i hope you get a lot out of it there's some fantastic vocabulary in this episode cool on with the episode bing all right hello okay i'm sitting here with martin uh hey martin how's it going good how are you gabriel <laughs> i'm good i'm good um, nice sunny but not too hot day here in Bristol, which is where I'm sitting at the moment. Right, yeah. You're I, you're in a much hotter place, right? I'm in Sicily, and not only <laughs> am I in Sicily, but I am also in my recording studio, which is part of the utility room, which has no windows, um, and is a very small, stuffy room. 
Um, so probably the hottest place in Sicily is where I am. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm not going to ask you the temperature because it, it might just hurt just to listen yeah. to listen to the number. Yeah. Cool. Great. Um, so yeah, Martin is, um, in charge of a couple of sort of interesting projects out there. Uh, your main thing is the, you have a podcast called Rock and Roll English. Is that Correct. right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us about that, because we're going to also talk about your book. But um, tell me about Rock and Roll English. Tell us about what led you to like um, come up with it. Why did you go down that sort of road? Because it's kind of different from a lot of other podcasts, I think. It's, it's, got, a, it's got an edge. Um, yeah. So, well, first of all, I love podcasts. And like I've been listening to podcasts. I think the first first like first i heard of podcasts was about 2006 and ricky gervais an english comedian had one where it's actually a cd and you had to buy the cd and then listen on put it on your ipod um and so i was doing it then and then so in like 2010 i started teaching english and um i was also that's also when i started learning italian and i started listening to a few podcasts in italian to help me and i just thought they were all so so bloody boring basically <laughs> um mm-hmm. just you know like how to order an ice cream and like even when i got to a higher level like the conversations were just so so boring um and i kind mm-hmm. of thought well i would love to just listen to just like a couple of friends having a laugh just like a normal conversation that you'd have with a friend mm-hmm. in a pub um and then i thought mm-hmm. right well i can do that um and so yeah, I had the idea and then for ages I was too scared to put the podcast out because it's kind of like, oh my God, it's in the public eye. Like I can't, I can't do this. So I sort of like mulled over it for about like a year, maybe longer. Finally put the first one out. I think I, I think I got about 20 downloads from like students and close family. Um, Good start. And then at the end, people seem to enjoy it. And then, so yeah, just just kept going with it. Now I think I've done two hundred and thirty five episodes now. Yeah, that's loads. <laughs> that's tons. Yeah. And yeah, I like I like what you were saying that you know, is a lot. So when you're learning like a language through like an audio course or even a course book, very often you end up like inhabiting a world of um, people being very nice and polite mm. all the time, um, because these course books they want to sell. And they they can't they can't really feature, well, sex, drugs, rock and roll, swearing, yeah, of course, uh, because you know they they can't sell yeah. if they do that. I suppose that's for their reason. Even though um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, that's all kind of a big part of a lot of people's lives. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, and listening yeah. to like the scripted actors, um, mm. like having like. Uh, what what they say a real conversation but it's obviously all scripted and it just doesn't it's just not just sounds weird whilst mm. real conversations are, are actually different to that there's lots of like stuttering and interrupting each other and all the rest mm-hmm. of it yeah and people going uh-huh uh-huh yeah. uh-huh all the time yeah yeah it's true i guess it's really difficult to make something sound authentic mm-hmm. um so yeah, so that's what you do, and you talk about pretty much anything, don't you, on your podcast? Any topic is is pretty much yeah. I mean, open. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think we've covered pretty much everything in two hundred and thirty five <laughs> episodes. Um, like, 
and one of the big things is sort of like telling funny stories about like real life stories from my life or my friends things that have mm-hmm. happened like in the past because the friends i have on the podcast uh, with some of them we've actually been friends for 31 years so obviously lots of stories from when we were kids lots of stupid mm-hmm. things um mm-hmm. so yeah we we like to um talk about them like embarrassing stories i always think you can always bond with someone if they tell you an embarrassing story if i if i tell you for example oh i've got a great story i i bought a ferrari the other day and like i'm so rich then you kind of think oh this person's a horrible person i would never want to talk with this person but if i tell you something Mm. stupid that happened to me that kind of i think makes that person seem vulnerable and you kind of like feel something for that person because you think oh Mm -hmm. i've been in that situation where yeah for example in italy one of the things i've mentioned many many times is you have to give people kisses when you say hello like two kisses and sometimes it's one and you think well what do i do like and you go to give a second kiss and they're already talking to someone else and you're just kissing the air um so like (laughs) these kind of things that happen on a daily basis to everyone that Mm. often that like Mm -hmm. don't get spoken about in public like you speak about it with your friends maybe in the pub something like that so i I wanted to do something that's like that basically yeah so yeah like bringing out the human side of exactly everyday living and everyday english is like a kind of cliche everyone uses Mm. that phrase but it really is when you're talking about stupid little things like that as like silly as they are that's about as everyday as you get exactly (laughs) yeah so so that was my plan to give people something to listen to that they can just enjoy as well because um like i said when like i was I remember when I was living, well, I was living in Essex just outside of London and traveling to London to go to work. And I would always mm-hmm. be listening to podcasts and you you always want something that's kind of entertaining, like, because, you know, you often go into a job you don't like. So I kind of thought, well, I want to give something that people can just enjoy instead of thinking. Yeah. Um, especially with language, because often when I was listening to those Italian podcasts, I was kind of forcing myself thinking, Right, I really need to try and work on my Italian, so I'm going to have to force myself to listen to this instead of it being something fun that I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, fun is key, yeah. isn't it? And uh, yeah, hearing people talk about themselves doing something stupid is always fun. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, the, the <laughs> so, embarrassing yeah. stuff. No one wants to hear about the good stuff, like how wonderful yeah. you are. No one cares. Um, yeah, so I did a job interview and it went well. Yeah, it's not a story. Exactly. I did a job interview <laughs> and it went really well, and now I get loads of money in my new job. Like, who cares? Yeah, brilliant, mm. <laughs> cool. So that's great. That's rock and roll English. Um, but also, you got this book, um, English on the Toilet. Mm. Uh, so it's an excellent name because immediately you're you're you know that it's going to basically not be very scripted or very um, artificial. Yeah, tell us about English on the Toilet, and why is it called English on the Toilet? Um, well, I mean, I do talk about going to the toilet quite a lot on the podcast, but the, the main reason <laughs> is because um, I'm someone that every time I go to the toilet now, obviously with smartphones, I often sit there and read and like read articles and often spend much longer on the toilet than I actually need to because I'm reading stuff. And so I kind of thought like short stories that people could read like on the toilet um that that was the idea 
to like exactly that something short enough that that's really cool because i'm always recommending my students and my readers and my listeners to um have like some sort of english book in their toilet so mm. when they're sitting on the <laughs> okay. toilet they can just start reading you know there's nothing to not much to do in yeah. there <laughs> so you can you've got something to read i mean i do that i've got like my bulgarian asterisks in there and i try okay. to get like a few frames in mm. um yeah, no, I, that's great. So this is actually a book you can actually have in your toilet that is designed specifically for that. Uh, that yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, also for like, I think all English teachers say like to use the the dead time. I think it's known as like when you're waiting for the bus or stuff like that. Um, and I think the the best, the biggest dead time, let's call it, is when you're on the toilet. So I, I went yeah. for that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's great. It's a book of short stories, but it's not just. Um, short stories it's uh, there's um some comprehension questions mm. usually true or, they're always true or false right true or false I questions so see i wasn't even sure to add yeah. them um i just saw other people did that's a great thought, idea okay i'll add them and then i actually added them at the end of the book and then other people told me why did you do that because now i have to go to check i have to go to the back like the end of the book and then back to the story so yeah it wasn't mm-hmm. so well thought out but uh yeah there are some comprehension questions Okay, yeah. Um, I think it's good. I mean, wherever they are, you're, um, you know, you read something in, in, a, in English and then you can reflect on mm. it and think about what you were reading and maybe even go back to check. Mm. This is good. This is all very good way of like engaging mm. with like la- the language um, while on the toilet. Also, at the end of each story, you've got um, the vocabulary section. Yep. So there's lots of like vocabulary um, stuff. And this is where it gets fun because I know I've already said this at the beginning of the podcast, which is going, which I'm going to record later because that's how things, these things work. Um, the bit when I'm just warning everyone that, yeah, there's going to be lots of swearing. There's going to be talk of sex. There's no drugs in this one. Okay. But um, yeah. Uh, sexy stuff and sweary stuff so if you're i know we've got a bunch of some of our some of our listeners are teachers and they they use our stuff with their kids so okay. <laughs> young learners this is this one is don't do it with this one okay yeah <laughs> this is this has got the red flag um good okay i'm just uh shouting out one more time to the listeners good now we can move on so we're going to um listen to you talk uh, listen to you read the first one of the stories okay. from from english on the toilet and what we do, I think what we can do, I'm going to read the comprehension questions first. Okay. So I'm going to read the questions. Everyone, you'll hear, you'll hear a gap after each question. It's not a question. It's a true or false statement. Um, just so you can think about these different true or false statements. We're going to listen to Martin read the story, bring it to life, and then we'll have the questions again. So, yeah. If you're listening and ready to do this, uh, get ready. We're going to hear the questions and then we're going to hear the story. Right. Okay. You're ready, Martin. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, So I'm going to start. I'm going to read the true or false questions and then we'll get on with the story. Okay. Okay. Here we go. True or false comprehension questions. Okay. True or false. One, Martin and Boom Boom did a lot of research about their trip before leaving. True or false? Martin, number two. Martin and Boom Boom expected something similar to places they had been before. True or false? Number three. The hotel that they stayed in was expensive. 
True or false? Number four. The first bar was how they expected it to be from the outside. True or false? Number five. They had a drink in the first bar because they didn't want to seem impolite. True or false? Number six. They did not feel safe in the bar. True or false? Number seven. They believed that the taxi driver had problems with English. True or false? Number eight. They thought the last place would be good. True or false? Number nine. They enjoyed the massage. True or false? Number ten. The man was enjoying having sex with the woman. We know what's, yeah, what's going on, right? What kind of story is this going to be? True or false? Number eleven. Martin and Boom Boom were rude to the taxi driver at the end. Okay, so all we know so far that there's some beers, there's being polite, there's some bars,、um, there's a man having sex with a woman, and there's a massage. So we've already got a clear idea what kind of story this is going to be. Yeah, let's hear it.、Um, Should we go for okay, it? Okay, I just want to mention to the listeners, as I have already mentioned to <laughs> Gabriel, that I'm terrible at reading out loud. Okay, number one. So I'll do my best.、Um, and number two, I haven't read this story like basically since I wrote it, which was many years <laughs> ago.、Um, So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be exciting for me as well.、Um, maybe I should just mention this was when I went to Thailand in two thousand and four with one of my friends who's on the podcast, Boom Boom Cannon,、um, and yeah, so we were nineteen at the time. So yes,、mm-hmm. I'll start. So the story is called, and the title obviously, I'll have a beer and a wife, please. Okay, so here we go. Most men probably think that watching a sex show would be a great experience. Well, let me tell you, that was not my experience. In fact, it was one of the worst experiences of my life. I was in Thailand with my friend Boom Boom. We were only nineteen and had made the very intelligent decision to go to Thailand because a friend at work told me it was good. This was enough for us to fly to the other side of the world. Did we read anything before? Any travel guides? Did we fuck? In our defence, this was before Wikipedia and broadband internet existed, so it was a little bit more difficult. Still, we were idiots. We thought we've been to Spain before. We've even been to Italy. How different can it be? The answer: different, very different. We were very tired when we landed because the flight from London was twelve hours long. Plus, there was the time difference, so we were a bit jet lagged. Our tiredness soon went away when we arrived at the hotel, though, as it was absolutely amazing—a five-star hotel in Bangkok on the thirty-second floor with a fantastic view of all the city. This is the type of place celebrities stay. We said it was quite a lot for a couple of nineteen-year-olds from a small town in England. We had booked the hotel at home. The plan was to stay in Bangkok for a few nights, then move south to the tropical islands. We paid the enormous sum of ten pound a night for this hotel, and this remains the best ten pound I have ever spent in my life. And this also remains the only time I have stayed in a five-star hotel in my life. As we were young and stupid, even though it was very late and we were tired, we said, "Let's get changed and go out." After a shower and putting on some aftershave, 
for the women. We went downstairs, got in a taxi and said, we want to go out. Where do you want to go? The taxi driver asked. We don't know, we replied. We didn't know where to go. Just take us out. I think at this point, the taxi thought he had won the lottery. He was probably thinking, two young, stupid British tourists. Perfect. (laughs) So he said, OK, I know a great place to take you. We arrived at the first bar. It looked very quiet from outside. We were expecting something like we had seen in Spain, a street full of bars with people going in and out. Never mind, it must be different here, we thought. Here you go, boys, the taxi driver said. I will wait for you here. Go in and have fun. What a nice taxi driver, we said. It's very kind of him to wait for us. We walked into the bar and there was silence. Utter silence. On the flip side, though, there were a lot of girls. However, they looked a bit strange. They were all Thai, which was fine, but we were expecting to see at least one other tourist and they weren't wearing many clothes. In fact, I think semi-naked would be an exaggeration. It was a very strange atmosphere and we were starting to worry a little bit. What shall we do? I whispered to Boom Boom. We can't just walk out. It will look rude, he said. Let's just have one drink and go. It sounded like a good plan. So we walked up to the bar and said, Two beers, please, barman. Okay, and what woman do you want? He replied. Sorry, what? Did we hear that right? We both looked at each other in a confused way. Neither of us understood what was going on. What do you mean? We asked curiously. What girl do you want to take home? He repeated. We still didn't really understand what was going on. You can have her for a night, a week, a month, a year, or you can marry her. The barman is giving us the possibility to marry one of these girls, we thought. Is this normal? I'll do you a good price, he said. Okay, so now it was finally clear. The girls were prostitutes, and the barman was their pimp. We wanted to run out of the door, but suddenly we realised we were in quite a dangerous situation. So we said... Uh, no thanks. We don't want a wife. Just the beers, please. As he poured the drinks, the silence was getting worse and worse. We could also feel the girls looking at us. He gave us the beers and then we went and sat down at an empty table. The girls stared at us the whole time. Normally, having girls looking at you is a good thing, but this didn't feel so good. The barman came over. Are you sure you don't want a girl? He asked. Even for one night? No, no, we're fine, thanks, we responded. We drank the beers extremely quickly and left. Our very kind taxi driver was there waiting for us. Did you have fun, boys? He asked with a smile on his face. Uh, Not really, we said. Can you take us to a different place where people are drinking and dancing? Oh, okay, he said. Sorry, I didn't understand. I know the perfect place. He took us to another pub. Exactly the same story. Every detail, exactly the same. The only difference was that we understood immediately what was going on. Here we go again, we thought. But like last time, we didn't want to be rude, so we drank our drinks and left. Our lovely taxi driver was waiting for us again. It was time to be clear now. 
No, Mr. Taxi Driver, we are not interested in having sex with prostitutes, we said. Please take <laughs> us to a place where people are dancing and drinking and there are other tourists. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, he said. My English is not so good and sometimes I don't understand. Poor taxi driver, we thought. He just misunderstood us. Maybe we were talking too fast. I know another place for you, he said. It's perfect. Okay, thank you, we responded in slow words. So he brought us to another place. This place definitely looked different. People were queuing to get in. It must be good, we thought. There were no other tourists, but that was okay. We wanted to soak up some of the local culture. We waited in the queue, then asked how much it was to get in. It cost 700 bar, which was about £10 at the time. That's what we paid to get in nightclubs at home. So we thought, okay, obviously the prices are the same in Thailand as they are in England. We paid our money, walked in, and noticed it seemed like a little theatre. There was a small stage in the middle and seats around it. Are we watching a play? We thought to ourselves. This wasn't really what we had in mind, but never mind. The waitress accompanied us to our seats, front row seats. We started looking around and noticed we were getting some strange looks from the other people in the theatre. The feeling we had in the previous two bars was starting to slowly come back. Two middle-aged women then came and stood behind us. They seemed strange, but it soon got much stranger. They started to massage our shoulders. Oh God, <laughs> we thought, what can we do now? We didn't want to be touched by middle-aged women, but is it okay to tell someone to stop massaging you in this place? We thought to ourselves. We didn't know. We were in a foreign country where we didn't know anything about the culture. Maybe they were just being friendly. So we thought, let's just grin and bear it. But just when we thought the situation couldn't get any worse, it got a lot worse. A man and a woman got on the stage, which was about three metres in front of us. So we had a great view. What's going to happen, we thought. The man took off his clothes. All his clothes. The woman <coughs> took off her clothes. All her clothes. So we were now looking at two naked Thai people. Please God help us, we thought. Then they started having sex. That's right. Full sex directly in front of us. <laughs> oh, fuck, we thought. It was absolutely disgusting. It was the most unerotic act of love I have ever seen. I will never forget the look on the man's face while they were going at it. It was like a stone absolutely zero emotion so there we were sitting and watching two complete strangers having sex directly in front of us whilst two elderly aged women were massaging our shoulders let's just say this is not what we were expecting from our first night in thailand we quickly finished our beers again and started to leave don't you want to stay with us the middle-aged women said uh no thanks we walked out of the door and found our kind taxi driver waiting for us like usual. Did you have fun, boys? He asked again. We had lost our patience now. Fuck off, we shouted. We don't want your help anymore. <laughs> At this point, we were walking down the street in Bangkok, completely lost. 
We had no idea where we were or how to get back to the hotel. We were just walking down the street, heads down, complete silence. I then looked up and saw an elephant walking down the street. So it was just a normal evening of <laughs> pimps, prostitutes, massages, sex shows and an elephant. Shall we take the first flight back to London tomorrow morning? I asked Boom Boom. Good idea, he responded. Nice. Um, yeah, and it's also, I guess, worth mentioning the extra information because you didn't, you didn't leave after, after that uh, perilous evening. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Okay. Do you want, I can read, do you want to read the extra. Yeah, bit? I'll read the extra information about the story. So we didn't fly back to London. After this first terrible night, we understood how things worked in the city. Then we had a great time. We went down to the islands a couple of days later and had the best holiday of our lives. I would also like to say that Thai people were very nice to us during the trip and we really enjoyed speaking to them. We just found the not-so-nice people that night. These people exist in every country in the world, including my country, which is definitely true. That's definitely true. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, there are just not-so-nice people everywhere and there are lots of nice people everywhere yeah. too. <laughs> this is one of those exactly. things. Wow, that was that was yeah, an experience yeah. reliving that because, like I said, yeah, that how did memory, it? How did it feel? Yeah, it was strange um, because I hadn't really thought about that in a while, and especially mm. the memory of the man, as I mentioned, as I so eloquently put it in the book of going at it, um, going at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> with that memory, zero emotion. But, yeah, that is still very clear <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, although it was seventeen oh, years ago, is still very clear. It's it's burned into your 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 brain yes. forever. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when when you die, it's going to be the last thing you think of. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit morbid, but I just like, no. I, I think it will be just it, it being was, on my deathbed. It really was a... such a crazy, crazy experience, and something I didn't mention there mm. in the book. Mm -hmm. So, because we stayed in Bangkok, I think for three nights and the next two nights, we were literally too scared to go out because of the experience. So we just stayed oh, no. in, so we just basically stayed in our like amazing five star hotel. There were like pool tables, swimming pools. So we thought, why go out and, and do all that again? Let's just stay here. Actually. Yeah. I guess that's the thing, right? You are on holiday. You can do what you want. And, um, you don't get to stay in a five-star hotel very often. Yeah. So, um, yeah, take advantage. So, and, and then we went down to the islands. But then when we came back, I think we had another two or three nights in Bangkok. And then we had spoken to lots of people about Bangkok. And they told us where to go. And then we had a great time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the cool. first time, like I said, just because we didn't know anything about where we were going. Yeah, I was just wondering because, you know, you must have known that bangkok had a reputation for this kind we, of thing right so this is the thing we were so young stupid and naive mm -hmm. that we didn't even mm -hmm. know that we, wow. we didn't know literally anything um, i mean we'd only probably been abroad a couple of times like i said to like spain mm -hmm. italy like a few times in our lives um we're like from like <laughs> a fairly small town um outside of london um so yeah we were just yeah, just a definition of young, stupid, and very, very naive. Naive is a word that yeah. sp springs out a lot in this story. Exactly. Yeah, very, very naive. Um, but yeah, no, no more naive than any of us were when we were nineteen. Mm. I mean, yeah, 
I think I think it's safe to say we were all pretty uh, pretty dumb at that age. <laughs> mm. Because, um, like I yeah. mentioned in the story, like the internet obviously existed, but it wasn't mm-hmm. kind of like now, where I don't know, like yeah, two thousand and four, people yeah. didn't really. I mean, maybe just like me and my group of friends, but like just like googling something. I mean, when did Google actually even start? Like. Google was around then, but it wasn't very new, yes. and most people were still using like Yahoo. Yeah, exactly, and it was always like very slow and um, like yeah. There's certainly the verb didn't express, it didn't exist to Google something, did it? Because mm-hmm. uh, right, yeah, um, yeah. So so like back, we literally just didn't do anything. Yeah, back then I just remember like searching on the internet. You're kind of you really needed to know what you were looking for. Yeah, definitely. When you went online, uh, otherwise you wouldn't find anything. Yeah. Yeah, um, whilst, it was a bit more of a, it was a real mess. Wh- whilst yeah. now, if you had a 19-year-old, they could easily just go on and Google it. Um, whilst, yeah. like you said, like them, maybe if I, I even tried, I don't know, but it was just so difficult to find anything on the internet. And it was, you might take have found so long. like at some random guy's blog yeah. or something, but you wouldn't know whether to trust it or yeah. not anyway. And yeah. just even like loading the computer and then like, <laughs> like it just used to take so long that you just used to think sod it have to wait for your mum to finish playing solitaire yeah. so you can use the computer exactly <laughs> or, or for your brother to get off the phone so you can use the internet exactly <laughs> those um, were the days so yeah yeah great story classic uh, classic kind of coming of age mm. sort of story in a way yeah in a sort of um, and uh, strange l- way like I said it, it still remains the greatest trip I've ever been on just because I don't think anything could surprise me like that again like i i think mm-hmm. i could go anywhere now like obviously there are so many places in the world i haven't been to but i just don't think i could ever go somewhere w- without not knowing anything before even if i went to like mm-hmm. a, some kind of jungle somewhere i don't know like and stayed with like a local tribe or something like i would do research and i would know what i was mm-hmm. like, in for whilst yeah here i didn't well, it's yeah, you're right. It's kind of like unthinkable now yeah. to go somewhere without researching. Exactly. But back then, it was kind of normal. Yeah. You just go. Exactly. I remember I did the same thing. It's not quite as uh, exotic, but yeah, I was about, I guess I was about 19 too. And I just went to Amsterdam without knowing anything. Mm. I just went there and I had money and I just decided to go to Amsterdam <laughs> and stay there for a few weeks. Knowing nothing. Yeah. At all, nothing <laughs> about the place. It was just normal. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, let's uh, get those true and false statements in again. Um, So you heard the story, uh, a fateful evening in Bangkok. Um, Here are the true or false comprehension questions. Can you answer them? True or false number one. Martin and Boom Boom did a lot of research about their trip before leaving. It should be easy to answer considering the conversation we just had. Um, true or false number two Martin and Boom Boom expected something similar to places they had been before true or false number three the hotel that they stayed in was expensive true or false number four the first bar was how they expected it to be from the outside true or false number five they had a drink in the first bar because they didn't want to seem impolite true or false number six They did not feel safe in the bar. True or false number seven. They believed that the taxi driver had problems with English. True or false. uh, True. True or. It's really difficult to say after a while. 
True or false? True or false? <laughs> Number eight. They thought the last place would be good. True or false? Number nine. They enjoyed the massage. True or false? Number ten. The man was enjoying having sex with the woman. True or false? Number eleven. Martin and Boom Boom were rude to the taxi driver at the end. Okay, that should be much easier to answer now you've heard the story. Let's uh, move on. Uh, so let's talk about the vocabulary because there's there's some great vocab、mm. in this, and you've highlighted it in your book. You know, you 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 highlight interesting phrases and you define them at the end. So、um, at the I'm gonna I want to give these in context actually. So like I want to get to the beginning of the story. Can I actually find it? And、uh, the first phrase is,、uh, "Did we fuck?" <laughs> Now that isn't a question saying. Asking the reader whether we fucked or not—it's—it's <laughs> it's a different sort of phrase.、Um, so yeah, in the context、uh, in the book, you you said, "Did we read anything before? Any travel guides? Did we fuck?" So <laughs> yeah, what does that mean?、Um, I'm trying to think how I actually defined it here. So I wrote, "When you are asked a yes/no question, the answer is a strong no.、Um, you can respond, 'Do did.'" Plus subject plus fuck. So、um, did I fuck? Did we fuck?、Um, mm. Did he fuck? So like a very、yeah. strong, resounding no. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, yeah, I like that strong no.、Mm. That's like that's definitely a resounding no. Yeah. Um, it also works with other auxiliaries as well. You know, like what was Samantha at the meeting? Was she fuck? Yeah, it does. I didn't, <laughs>、like. I didn't actually thought of that. Like, do you think he would do that? Would he fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, good modals. Yeah, can he swim? Can he fuck? Yeah, and、well, I, <laughs> I often think about English, especially the word "fuck." There are so many uses of that.、Mm. It's, I mean, you could whole. You, I think you could do a whole podcast episode on the uses of that word. That would be fun.、Mm. That would be fun. I'll see how many complaints I get from my <laughs> listeners about all the swearing in this one, and and decide whether、yeah. or not to go down that road. I thought about a sweary one once, yeah, because swearing, you know, it's it's fucking fun, yeah.、Um, and every, fucking love yeah, swearing, and it, it's again, I think, a very normal part of conversation.、Mm -hmm. um, so, especially if you're with a group,、um, especially native speakers,、um, then I think, yeah, it's a natural thing that you're going to hear lots. Lots of swearing. Yeah, yeah. You need to be able to at least understand it.、Mm. It's a personal choice if you want to use、yeah. it or not. But you, you will, you will hear it. So you, you should be able to exactly get used to it. Yeah.、Um, cool. Moving on to the next one.、Uh, are we fuck? I'm going to keep using that、mm. over time now.、Um, it's actually a couple of phrases later. In our defence, this was before Wikipedia and broadband internet existed, so it was a bit more difficult. Still. We were idiots.、Mm. Still, yeah. Still, we were idiots. Yeah, that's a good one. I, What does that I, mean? I wanted to highlight that one because、um, obviously people normally consider still was, for example,、uh, I still haven't graduated. I don't know something like that.、Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Whilst in this context, I'm still bit, here.、Um, different to me, like nevertheless, like all the same.、Mm -hmm. um, we. Um, we decided to go. So even though we hadn't done that, we we still decided to go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So still, we were idiots.、Um, yeah, 
it's late. Still, I want to go and get this done. Yeah, exactly. You know, like anyway or nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to skip a couple because I think some of them are, are pretty straightforward. Okay. Uh, jet lagged. Mm. That's a nice phrase. Yeah. Jet lagged. Uh, let's check it in context. Yeah, we were very tired when we landed because the flight to Lon- from London was 12 hours long. Plus, there was the time difference. So we were a bit jet lagged. Mm. So, so yeah, that's obviously when you travel to uh, another country in a different time zone and there's a big time difference, your body needs time to adapt to that. So if I remember, we were waking up. I can't remember what the time difference is now, but we were waking up at like three o'clock in the morning because three o'clock in the morning mm. was actually like nine o'clock in the morning for us. Right. Um, yeah, and then like your natural body, cl- body clock like thinks right, it's time to wake up now. But it wasn't. And it was three o'clock in the morning. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we, we suffered um, with that for quite a few days. People often suffer when they come home as well because it, it's it's the same. Because then, for example, we went to Thailand that time for a month. And then your body clock obviously gets used to that time. And then you mm-hmm. move again. Um, mm-hmm. I always find the best way to and get then you, over... Then you have to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In fact, th- that's the problem coming back. Because the best way to get over jet lag, I often think, is just to drink. And then you kind of like pass out and sleep. Um, <laughs> Just make sure you pass out at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that. One. I heard also that a good a good cure for jet lag is um, uh, do, doing meals because your body responds to like the three meal a day thing very well. So if you even no matter how hungry you are, wait until it's breakfast time before the next breakfast right. so you kind of like starve yourself and then when you have breakfast your body kind of kicks in it's like okay it's breakfast time right that's an interesting one apparently that helps too okay yeah yeah not as fun as drinking too much <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's more useful when you have to go back to work because you don't want to go to work yeah for example after drinking or if you just don't fancy getting wrecked yeah exactly <laughs> um, when you're so tired yeah uh, yeah, jet lagged. Uh, good fun. Aftershave, good stuff. Uh, used to love it when I was a nineteen same, too. Same. I um, used to put so much of it on because I think yeah. the thought process was, oh, I'm going to smell great. The girls are going to love me. But what what really mm. I think was the case is the girls are thinking, oh my god, he's put like a whole bottle of aftershave on. <laughs> he stinks. <laughs> I don't want to go near him. Um, so it's a strange phenomenon, isn't it? We just make put all these chemicals. Yeah. Like I'm going to smell of some chemicals today, <laughs> like and and then I'm I might I might get lucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, in fact, I literally don't use it at all now. In fact, sometimes my wife says to me, "Why, why don't you use it?" And I just I just don't like it. I don't like smelling of chemicals. Um, me too. Yeah. When you when you walk past someone and yeah. they they stink of yeah other nineteen year olds <laughs> exactly. It's like ugh, yeah. yeah. So aftershave, yeah. Um, utter, I really like this word, utter. Mm. It doesn't get taught enough. You don't see this word in books very often, no, you do don't. you? But it's yeah. really common. It's a complete and utter shame mm. that utter isn't uh, taught. So, yeah, how would you define utter? Yeah, I've, I've written here complete. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm not sure if that's probably the best definition. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think so. Um, often, you yeah. like, you actually just used them before. They often get used together, mm-hmm. like complete, utter mm-hmm. silence, some, something like that. Yeah. Because it's just like reinforcing the the one before. It's a, it's a binomial, I think. Yeah. Or it's at least a common collocation. Yeah. Yeah. A complete and utter disaster mm. or complete and utter nonsense yeah. or, yeah, complete and utter is a, it's a common thing. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, it just means 
just means very, mm, doesn't yeah, it? Or like, yeah, that's a good one. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All yeah. good ones, yeah. Yeah, I didn't use the context there. Um, I think we, I said utter silence because when we walked into the bar, I think it, there was utter silence, mm, which utter silence. which was a strange yeah. thing because it was a bar, and it was just so weird walking in and seeing that scene. Oh yeah, and was it silent because? Um, Everyone stopped talking when you went oh, yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Or was that. it just exactly a place that. where no one t- was talking well, anyway? Well, there, there was there was no one there except the girls. So there was the group mm. of these girls, and they were talking sort of like amongst themselves. And then we walked mm. in. They stopped talking. So it's like do you know that when you're walking, like you can hear your feet mm. like walk, and it's just like, oh my god, what is it's this? It's like it's like in movies, the jukebox is playing, and then when you walk <laughs> in, it's just. Zip! <laughs> yeah, it's, it was <laughs> nothing's on. Exactly, it's kind of like that. Um, I had that once uh, in England, weirdly enough. Mm. But it was the the late nineties, and uh, I was in very rural Devon, and right. um, I was uh, with my, my my partner at the time, and and we walked into this uh, pub, and I, I was a bit of an alternative kid, you know, I was mm. sort of quite gothic. And uh, yeah, as soon as I walked into this this countryside pub in Devon, it was just zip. Yeah. So yeah, I know this feeling. Yes. <laughs> but no one tried to sell me a wife on that occasion. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, more, 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 more. On the flip side, I like this a lot. Mm. On the flip side, what does it mean? Um, I'm trying to think. So like I've written here, so looking at the other side of the argument. So like on. Yeah, on the other side, I suppose. So often use it for like the bad and the mm-hmm. good. So I think in the, the story, that's what I used it as well to say something was bad. But on the flip side, I think I said there were a lot of girls in the bar. Um, so because it was all a bit strange, didn't look very good. That was all bad. But on the flip side, so on the good side, there were yeah. a lot of girls yeah. there. It's kind of like on the other hand, but I think mm. it usually goes from negative to positive. Um yeah, you, you don't you see, you usually can you say like on the flip side, it's really bad. Like it's, it's, from, it's usually from a kind of optimistic negative. turn, yeah. isn't it? So can you get from positive to negative. Yeah, I think yeah, mainly from negative to positive. Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah, yeah. it's like a little optimistic phrase, yeah. a flourish. Exactly. Yeah, I like it a lot, um, and I use it. I use that one. It's, mm. it's in my lexicus. Um, I'm going to skip a couple. Uh, yeah, I'll do you a good price. I really like that phrase. Mm. I'll do you a good price instead of like, you know, offer or give. Yeah. Um, it sounds, it sounds sleazy, doesn't it? When someone says, I'll do you a good price, they, you, you wouldn't trust them, <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially when they're selling you a wife. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, although to be fair, there are some already some red flags. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah. If, <laughs> in if he hadn't used that phrase, maybe I, I would have, you know, I, I, mm. I would have, I would have bought one. I'm not sure, but <laughs> considered the purchase of a it life was, partner. It was just that yeah. phrase which put me off. Um, <laughs> Do you a good price for this woman? So, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's a like, yeah, exactly that actually. Like you said, that's the type of thing you think about when mm. you're like, like on a beach in Europe and one of those guys are trying to sell you like some towels or something Mm. like that. Does that happen in in beaches in Europe? People try to sell you towels here all the time, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll do you a good price. Mm. Yeah. I just like that collocation. Mm. Yeah. Do a price. Um, Some key vocabulary here for, for some uh, real world English. Uh, 
pimp. Okay. It's such a it's such an innocent looking word, isn't it? Yeah. Pimp. It seems cute or something, but it's not. It's, it's really not. Well, no. What's a pimp? Um, so yeah, I've, I've written here a man who controls prostitutes and arranges clients for them. Um, I've, I've never really <laughs> that's un- a good definition. Yeah, I've never really actually. understood yeah. this concept to be honest, because mm. um, yeah, like you kind of r- read stuff about it, like they have all the control over these people. Yeah, I mean it's obviously a serious thing, um, mm. mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's all a bit strange. Um, yeah, being quite naive i often wonder the same thing it's mm. like why don't they just work for themselves yeah, well, yeah, exactly. if they're going to do that or good business um, going on <laughs> instead of these abusive people yeah um, or just leave yeah. or just like say right okay well i don't like you very much so i'm just going to leave um yeah but i guess we're so far removed from this world like we have no idea yeah what goes on and yeah it's all rather dark but yeah you have this very simple like colorful not colorful but cute little word and it represents so many uh yeah so much sad dark stuff mm. and yeah. the, the other strange Pimp. thing about that in america um sometimes it's considered i think a good thing when they say like oh he he he's like a pimp and they have like uh Ooh, like really yeah and it's yes yeah, not not very nice like, i've heard like on rap songs and stuff like this um, maybe amongst like sort of macho cultures mm, yeah like, macho exactly. circles yeah so, so that's the yeah. not, the not nice thing about it you also yeah that is also that kind of sucks yeah. <laughs> i agree um but you also just remembered yeah you have this phrase pimp my uh pimp up something yeah pimp something so uses a verb yeah like pimp my ride yeah it's like a tv program pimp my ride uh, when someone yeah. used to take like their car and they used to like pimp your ride and then it used to like look well supposedly cool but uh actually yeah pretty terrible after it's really weird isn't it i think it comes from a maybe i'm just totally guessing here but like when you think of like a a, a 70s cliche pimp they always wore very sharp suits Mm. and they always had very classy sort of they they were like gentlemen some sort of weird like underground gentlemen (laughs) um and um maybe it comes from that from this sort of flamboyant yeah i um, think so stereotype yeah 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 Yeah. cool i I never thought about that Mm. before um pour the drinks that's okay that's straightforward uh come over is, is an interesting mm. one i know it's such a simple little phrase um the barman came over okay are you sure you don't want a girl he asked even for one night so he came over what does that mean he came so, yeah, over yeah he moved towards us um mm-hmm. and like stayed with us let's say um this size expression i think is most used for like your house isn't it so you say like come over yeah. come over later it's like come to my house later yeah why don't you come over after after work? Yeah, that kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Or like, um, you can also have people over mm, as well if yeah. you're the host. You know, of course. I, yeah. I had uh, I had Eric and Martin over mm. uh, last last uh, last week. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's it's strange yeah. with the word over there, isn't it? To mm. and it works with round. Yeah, come as well. round. Like, yeah, come round. Yeah, go round. Come round for your house. Yeah, in the situation Definitely. of the story. Like you, I couldn't have said come. The barman came round because then it sounds like he came to my house, and I just want to underline I'm not friends with this barman. And he just comes with a selection of of potential wives (laughs) every time he visits you. Yeah, and you're like, no, I I just want the conversation. I'm not. I'm not interested (laughs) in buying a wife. Um, Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit of a minefield there. Come over, come round. Mm. Both works for the houses. Come over, not come round. Only works for someone approaching you yeah, in a room exactly. or, or something yeah. like that so yeah, yeah you can shout yeah. like come over here like if you're on the other side of a room mm-hmm. 
something like that yeah maybe it comes because we also have just the phrase over here mm. as well so maybe these are connected yeah yeah but yeah moving on moving on uh, uh here we go again this is a good phrase here we go again oh here we go sorry um, i thought you were actually saying like, oh sorry <laughs> i didn't realize that was <laughs> yeah, the actual yeah, well, phrase context, yeah <laughs> it's it's a good it's a good phrase that you could actually throw into almost any situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here we so, go yeah, again. Like, especially used so like I've written here, so when something bad is happening again, of like, oh god, here we go again. Mm-hmm. It's the same so yeah. in the story it was the same thing. Literally, like I said, went to the second bar. I obviously didn't write the details again because it was exactly the same. Um and it, exactly that. Something bad was happening again, so we sort of, you know, looked up and just went, Oh, here we go again. Yeah, that feeling of like, yeah, you both know what's coming, what's yeah. happening. You don't need to say. You just say, "Here we go again." Yeah, we all know exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's always like it's quite a funny phrase to use when um you got like your friend who I don't know who's always talking about how expensive shoes are and he's got this thing and he's always going on. That's another good phrase. Going on about it, he's always talking about it all the time, yeah. and then you know you're sitting with some other friends. And he starts talking about shoes and you can just say, oh, God, here we go again. He's talking about the price of shoes again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Barry will never learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I like that phrase. Yeah, here we go again. Um, cool. Soak up. That's a good phrase. Mm. Although, see if I can find the context again. Um, I've completely I said lost that, everything. Um, it was all, there were all Thai people, mm-hmm. but that was okay because we wanted to soak up the local culture or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we use it with phrases like culture and atmosphere. Yeah, as exactly. Well, so, can't be atmosphere. Yeah. so, what does it mean? Yeah, to kind of like absorb it because um, it comes actually from. So, if there's like from water on the floor, you might mm-hmm. like put something over that to like soak up the water. And in the same way, if you like soak up like the atmosphere or the like local culture, it's like you kind of absorb it mm. into you. Let's say. <laughs> yeah, that's good, and also. Do you do you soak up the sun when you're when you're sunbathing? Do you, do we ever say that? Yeah, you can so, so, soak up. Sounds familiar. Yeah, soak up the sun. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You can say that. Yeah, yeah. To take it in. Yeah, to absorb it. Soak up the culture. Soak up the sun. Um, I liked also that you pointed out in the vocabulary this phrase "get in" because mm. it seems so simple, but it's actually. It's not obvious unless you know, like to get into the nightclub. Yeah, um, and that it costs well, ten pounds. When certainly I was like sixteen, seventeen, that was probably a phrase I used a lot because. So obviously you have to be eighteen to drink <laughs> in England, um, and oh, the yeah, problem yeah. was every Friday trying to like get in the nightclub or like they didn't. Uh, oh, that that one. So you, often you would like call your friends out. I didn't get in. Did you get in? Mm-hmm. Did you get in? Yeah, yeah I remember get the, in? this question. Yeah, it's like, oh, you won't believe it, but like, um, I know, like Sadiq got into uh, to Equinox <laughs> last night. It's like, whoa, no, but the bouncers are really, really strict at yeah. Equinox. Yeah, but he looks a bit old, right? Um, yeah, he got in. Yeah, um, we also use it for university as well. You, like, you know, yeah, you didn't, didn't get into uni. Didn't think about that. Yeah, so yeah, I, I got, I got in, uh, like to Oxford. Yeah. It's. I think it's really interesting because, like, go in and get in, and go out and get out. Mm. 
they have this sort of major difference. And I think the difference is that there's it, it when you use get, like to get into something or to get out of something, there's a sort of, it's difficult mm. somehow. There's a challenge. There's an obstacle. Like getting into university, you know, you've got this exam in the yeah. way. Get into the nightclub, you've got this this bouncer <laughs> yeah. in the way. Get out is like it, like escape. It's not just leave. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I've only recently kind of got those things together and just realised it's a bit an interesting little yeah. quirk of english um yeah. i know we use that for the car as well mm. don't we get in and get out the car oh yeah that's um, true and i always think it's strange that for like transport like trains and buses we say like get on and get off so mm-hmm. you, but for the car it's get in get out it is difficult I heard getting a good in a theory car. about this like okay what yeah yeah it's more of a challenge yeah. um but also it's still with this get right so like maybe getting on a bus is still there's maybe an obstacle you've got to get it you've mm. got to catch it at the right time you've got to yeah, have to ticket. Um, the theory I heard because you you get in um, buses, trains, planes. Get on, get on yeah. Um, sorry, get on. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, get on buses, get on trains, get on planes. Usually, some people mix it a little, but generally speaking, mm. um, you get in like taxis and cars. Mm. One guy said to me once, like, if you're standing, if you can stand up, then you're on. Right. And if you can't stand up, then you're in. Okay, I like that. Makes sense. Yeah, kind of works, and it also works with the mo- motorbike thing because you get on a bike, right? Because you can, yeah, sure. You can still stand on a bike, yeah. if you want. Of course, yeah, it's kind of cool. Mm. And I'm in. I lived in Turkey for a long time in Istanbul, and they have these things. I don't know if you have them in Sicily. Like they're called dolmishes. Uh, they're basically like eight seater kind of, like a like a big car, like an eight-seater car with two rows mm. of, of chairs in the back. And what happens is they have a route and um, you you queue up and you get in. And when the dolmish is full, when it, when eight people are in there, it moves, not until then. So mm. either you have to queue and there's a flow and you're waiting for a dolmish or sometimes you're waiting for people and you're sitting in the dolmish waiting for it to fill up. But it's sort of between a car and a bus, and I, I never really figured out whether you get in or whether you get on a dolmish. <laughs> and if you're quite short, you could stand in one of them. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm still not so sure about Turkish that. listeners, you'll have to, mm-hmm. they will have to tell us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. Do you get in or get on a dolmish? Um, anyway, yeah, get into the nightclub. Yeah. Um, have in mind, have something in mind. Mm. Did he say it's not what we had in mind? That's usually the phrase, isn't it? It's not what we had in yeah, mind. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't what we were thinking of, what I expected, I suppose, mm. as well. I guess it's, yeah, it's about expectations, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, a classic thing when you go on a holiday, maybe you've seen a picture of something. Mm-hmm. Um, or in fact, again, when we went down to the islands in this story, we booked that in Bangkok and they showed us for a picture of where we were staying and it looked mm-hmm. it was just like luxurious like beach apartment and when we mm-hmm. got there it was just a wooden hut on the beach <laughs> with no electricity Classic. and no water so yeah when we got there it wasn't what we had in mind that's what not that's what not you had in mind what yeah we were expecting <laughs> yeah, yeah totally that's so familiar you get that with airbnb a lot yeah you get Airbnbs uh, that advertise um, the rooms and you get the photos, but they were, they're always using these wide-angled mm, lens, yeah. you know, like making the room look twice as big. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get there um, and you're like, Also, oh. I, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just like one yeah. one room and the bathroom is part of the room. Um that never happened, but that was close yeah. once. Um Yeah, yeah. And also I'm thinking like, you know, when when you're making plans or something, you're still making loose plans with someone, you're talking about the weekend and, you know, someone says something like, So are you around are you know, are you around on Friday night? And you're like, I'm not sure. What do you have in mind? Mm, you know, like, yeah, what do you have in mind? What, what are you have thinking you got, of? Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any plans? Yeah. Thinking of anything? Yeah. Yeah. Not what we had in mind. And what have you got in mind? These are the two phrases yeah, that yeah. jump out at yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. This phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Strange looks. Get some strange looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was uh where were you getting strange looks in the in the story? Um I think that was yeah in the sex show club. I'm not sure what the specific name of that place is. <laughs> there must be a proper name for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and yeah, again walking in there was yeah. So we we got we got a lot of strange looks. Yeah. Um of people like saying what what are these two doing? Yeah. Here? Yeah you'll get yeah getting strange looks so that's um that's just everyone looking at you in uh, as if as if you were some sort of alien or something yeah and that was that was very much mm. the case um <laughs> so yeah that's the even thinking about this now I'm, I'm kind of getting a bit hot and sweaty just reliving the experience <laughs> yeah so intense it, yeah. it was yeah getting strange looks getting massages mm. And and not to mention the live sex show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I'm used to getting strange looks because, um, well, I, I I live I've lived most of my life in places where most people don't really look like me at all. Right. So I'm always I'm always a foreign guy, right, okay. like wherever I am. Only when I come back to England or if I'm in like Western Europe, yeah, I I, I blend in a little. But yeah, I'm very tall. I'm very pink. I have like white blonde hair. People, people just know I'm a foreign. I, I get strange looks. Yeah, most places I go to. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, here um, in Sicily, I don't because actually my grandparents were Italian. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've kind mm-hmm. of, I've kind of taken that Italian look. But some of my well, like ex colleagues that I worked with in the school were very much yeah, like blonde, like mm-hmm. and. They used to get a lot of strange looks here in Sicily as well. I guess, I guess it must really change your experience of a country mm, as well. Yeah. If you blend in or not. Of course. I talked to Lisa, my partner, Lisa from, Lisa Miller from Clark and Miller. Um, because she, she kind of blends in wherever she is. Okay. She has quite a sort of neutral appearance. Yeah. Um, even in Turkey, people thought she might be Turkish. Um, wow. Um, and, Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, speak, speaking of this, when that month in Thailand, um, so I spent a lot of time at the beach and, and I had such a suntan that at one point someone asked me if I was, if I was Thai, um, because, oh, wow. because I was so dark <laughs> and they, they said to me, are you Thai? And uh, I was like, no. Uh, but yeah, I had a result. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I managed to blend in there as That's... well in the end. And so then I got less strange looks wow. after that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a successful tan, mm, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you can blend in in Thailand. I think I was again being nineteen, thinking like the more tanned I am, maybe the more sexy I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, that's another strange one. I never got that one either. Yeah. Why? Why people really like tanning? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, now I don't understand it. I look fine. back and think, what? Mind. What was I doing? But um, 
at the time <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, the brown are the better. Um, mm. But yeah, well, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of fun just seeing what your body can do, right? Mm. Like if I sit in the sun with this stuff on my skin for a certain amount of time, I change color. Yeah, that's kind of mad. Like, yeah, yeah. and it's very strange. Well, when you go to the toilet and then obviously like well or shower and you've got that bit of like your bum mm. and your private parts that are completely white ah the the naughty white the naughty white bits yeah exactly i think i've heard them refer to yeah that's a bit strange mm-hmm. mm. that must be strange yeah like looking at your body and just seeing a different body yeah. than you're used to seeing very strange yeah yeah, yeah. It's like growing a beard, you know. I tried it once. I was a complete failure, but I had to try just to see what my body did if yeah. I left it alone. Um, I looked awful. I looked awful. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, this is another great phrase. Grin and bear it. Mm. Grin and bear it. Like yeah. bear, this is the same bear as bear with me, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what does it mean, grin and bear also it? Like, you're like grin as well is kind of like a s- smile, let's say. Um, I think often like a sometimes anyway like a forced smile so it can be can't yeah. it yeah so that's that's the kind of thing here so like a forced smile and just sort of just get on with it so I've written here when you find a situation difficult or unpleasant but you don't say anything there's nothing you can do so you just to be polite you just kind just, of smile and just think like like is this going to finish it's got a yeah, grin and bear it. Yeah, it's just putting up with it. It's got um, it's got a feeling of that keep calm and carry on. Yeah, sentiment hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly like that. Just smile and tolerate. Yeah, yeah, I smile guess. and tolerate. That's a perfect way grin and bear. to describe it. Yeah, smile and tolerate. yeah, yeah, yeah. It also, whenever I hear this phrase, I can't help thinking of a song. I don't know. I'm going to test your knowledge. Your your well, what sort of music you're into? But does the song come to mind when you when you hear this phrase? Green and bear it. No, I'm going to have to say no to that. Uh, are you are you a Blur fan? Oh, I was an Oasis fan. That's probably why. Oh, you're <laughs> on the wrong side. Oh no, um, <laughs> immortal but, but, enemies. No, but you must like, stop in, the podcast immediately. In the '90s, <laughs> because of the whole thing, and I was very young. I was very much like, no, I don't like Blur because I'm an Oasis fan. I mean, I was mm-hmm. like 11 mm-hmm. or 12. But um, <laughs> since though I do, I do actually like Blur, but obviously not enough to know this song. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not really a particularly famous song. Uh, it's on the Park Life album. And I might as well just grin and bear it. Okay. That's, uh, my that's my favourite Blur I, song is Boys and Girls. That's a great. That's song. a great tune. Yeah. Great tune. Yeah. That was a good album. It was they they really managed to do like pop. Like really kind of accessible commercial pop stuff very well in that album. Yeah, yeah, great album. Um that and good song. Cool. Mm. Oasis, yeah, not so sure. I did actually secretly like some Oasis songs, but I didn't let anyone know right. that yeah, I was see, listening that was to them. Similar kind of I was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were secretly you were you were a secret blur listener. Uh, well, back then probably not some, but there were a few that, that I liked. Um but whilst now um, obviously quite a few but yeah the, the, even the few I liked I didn't want to admit that I liked them back then mm. because it was yeah. such a big thing <laughs> yeah I was the same about Oasis yeah. um, they were the enemy and they should not be liked even though the songs are actually not bad at all they're quite good yeah <laughs> yeah cool 
All right, uh, last one on the on the list. We've got this uh, going at it. Uh, this is, um, pardon the pun, uh, the climax of yeah. the story. This phrase appears. In. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Yes, going at it is a very, very informal <laughs> way to basically say uh, have sex. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, and that, that's... So yeah, I was watching two people like literally going at it, um, and it being sex. Going obviously. at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it is used a lot to mean to mean things like sex. Mm. Um, to be fair, going at it is very informal, but it's 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 certainly not the rudest way we can talk about having sex. No, it's not. But it is. I. It just seems to me a very vulgar like. It's, it does feel wrong. Yeah, doesn't it just it, doesn't. Somehow, it's just not a nice way it. to describe it. Um, I think it, it. Yeah, it feels it cheapens it, doesn't it? It <laughs> makes it feel really cheap and and yeah. it. You know, it's dismissive. It, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely definitely not a nice way to to describe it. But um, well, I, I I think the perfect way to describe what they were doing because like i said there was nothing romantic about what they were doing it was mm-hmm. very much like they were at work this was their job <laughs> it, it was like when i worked at a supermarket mm-hmm. when i was 16 and like customers always said like why don't you smile and i would always think because i've mm-hmm. had about three hours sleep and i've now been sitting on this till for the last eight hours that's why it's kind of like the same face yeah that- fair enough that this guy had yeah <laughs> it's probably his like his fourth performance of the evening <laughs> exactly yeah it loses its charm quick i bet um yeah so yeah going at it that's quite good it's the right phrase because it feels like work it feels like mm. a, a sort of slog um while we're on words and phrases to mean have sex i i've always enjoyed the one that the british tabloid press uh are very fond of i don't know if they still do it but um you only find it in in british like cheap you know low brown newspapers like the sun and it's the word romp okay, it's yeah. this word romp <laughs> you know like two celebrities were caught romping in hyde park um I never thought about that but it's true <laughs> papers do love that ne- word yeah 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 romp is i mean it's great i love it it's kind of it, it's got a sense of humor um and it always implies that the people are being caught. It does. As well, I don't know yeah. why. When so, when you're when when you're romping, it kind of means someone's caught you. <laughs> it does. I wasn't expecting that when you word. said that. I was thinking like, I sort of ran a couple through my mind, but yeah, romp mm-hmm. wasn't one of them. Um, and that 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 is a great word. Yeah. It's, so, it's a cool word. Let's make that the word of the podcast. Yeah. Romp. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there are some fun fun ones. I I also like the word bonk, like he's Bonk. bonking. Yeah, it's like a kid's word. <laughs> there's there's one. I think this is more of an like, American one, to be honest, which is the word. Mm. <laughs> well, I think yeah, I, it's the word like Roger, like to to, to like uh-huh. Roger someone, which <laughs> to Roger someone. <laughs> I don't know where that That's came pretty... from, and if your name is Roger, yeah. like you know you. I'd imagine you're mm. not fond of that. Yeah, that reminds me of a joke I saw on a sign. Um, maybe some of the advanced listeners are going to get this. Um, Viagra, 
Uh, it won't make you James Bond, but it will make you Roger Moore. <laughs> that is fantastic. It'll make you Roger Moore, yeah, Roger Moore's the name. Yeah, yeah, that's really that's quite good. a good one. Yeah, <laughs> that is really good. Whoever wrote that, I mean that that's amazing. Yeah, it was just a cafe as well. They just decided to put that on the blackboard outside the cafe. Oh right, were they selling Viagra in <laughs> the cafe go. or? I don't, I don't think so. I didn't check actually, but yeah, um, it was just a cafe. I think someone just thought it was funny and put it up. Yeah. I like that. I might mm. actually steal that as well. It's a good one. Yeah, it's stealable. Yeah. I think they didn't t- patent it. Great. Well, cool. I don't have uh, anything to add, really. Like, that was really cool. And I really like the uh, exploration of, of the vocabulary here because, you know, vocabulary isn't just... It doesn't stand alone. You need lots of examples to mm. um, to bring it to life. And I think I think you did a really good job of that. Thanks. Um yeah. Do you have any comments or questions or complaints about uh, like the story or anything that's happened so far? No, I've had a great time. Um, it's been yeah. it's been nice, it's really like revisiting like that story and having a chat about it. Um, mm. Yeah, and I'm going to take this opportunity to plug the book. As we say, there are lots of other yep. of these kind of stories in the book. If anyone's interested, yeah. Um, I I don't really do anything with the book. Um, I I almost forgot I even had the book, but um, if anyone's interested in reading a few more of these stories with some nice vocab, then English on the toilet. Yeah, English on the toilet. There's a... And you can find it. It's on Amazon. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. On Amazon. Is there is there a non-Amazon way of getting it? Well, I've just because a lot of people don't like buying from Amazon. Oh right, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, there's not. There should be though, shouldn't there? I should think about that. Um, okay. Sh- well, for the time being, yeah. Get yeah. It's all it's available. English on the toilet. I think it's the only book called English on the I, toilet. I imagine so. so, yeah. Yeah. There's some great titles. I'm just looking at the titles of the other stories. You've got one called Day at the Pub, Tattoo on the Bum. Yeah. <laughs> Eggs are dangerous. Ooh, you've got the C word. My name is Cunt. Can I help you? Okay, that's a good one, that is, yeah. <laughs> Super Mario, super close. Uh sex at a funeral mm. that that one the title is misleading there that's it's just the classic the type putting an interesting title to to pull you in both of those things are mentioned in the story but it's not what you think it's a clickbait title yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh watching porn with your nan oh, God, i think that yeah. is the opposite because that actually happened yeah that, i forgot <laughs> about that one yeah that must have been very difficult to survive um I think this was my other favourite one. So you want the disgusting one? Okay, yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. Yeah, that's probably the most recent. Yeah. I think that was, yeah, retail nightmare. Mm, yeah, yeah, that was an experience in the Disney store. Yeah, that was, but no spoilers. Let's that, that was mm. here. Oh, actually, gone, sorry. in in Sicily. Yeah. Oh really? Mm. <laughs> oh, so did did this actually happen in English or in Italian? No, it happened in Italian. I, I translated this. Let's say. Cool. Okay. Oh, that makes it more vivid, I think. I'm going to enjoy looking at that again. Uh, So you want the disgusting one. Going to prison for a plate of pasta. Okay, yeah. Oh, I think that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, loads of really cool stories. Lots of weird and wonderful and stressful things Mm. that um, (laughs) Martin went through in various points in his life. Um, And also, do you want to mention your podcast as well, Um, since we're here? So, yeah, it's called uh, Rock and Roll English it's so if you just type that into any of your podcast apps then you'll find that there are lots of episodes or you can listen on my website which is rock and roll english.com but notice that's rock n roll 
not yeah. rock, rock and, and roll. Yeah, rock like and Guns and Roses, rock yeah, and roll. Like, yeah, fish and chips kind of thing. Yeah, fish and chips. Yeah, great. Yeah, and you've got over two hundred episodes, right? Yeah, I think two hundred. I think I I released an episode just yesterday. I think that was two hundred and thirty-five. I think. Wow, so, yeah, it's epic. Um, yeah, so loads of content there, loads of stuff to check out. Yeah, and then I have yeah. also my like paid area where I've actually got nearly mm-hmm. seven hundred episodes there. Mm. Oh, you got premium content, yeah, and there, there are nearly seven hundred. Ah. I can't believe I've made nearly. So if I add the wow, two together, those and the other, I've literally made like a thousand episodes. Yeah, my god, that's incredible! Mm. Well, great, prolific, excellent. So much stuff to check out there. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, thanks so much for uh, for sharing the nightmare that was your first night in Thailand with us. No worries, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great. Thanks a lot, mate. Cool. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Okay, that was it. That was a lovely conversation with Martin about lots of swearing and lots of interesting... No, not just about the swearing. There's lots of stuff going on. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you are here waiting for the answers for the true and false questions, you're in luck. Because I just realised I forgot to give you the answers during the episode. So here we go. I'm going to go through the answers for the true and false comprehension questions. Um, Martin and Boom Boom did a lot of research about their trip before leaving. Obviously false. They did not research a thing. Uh, Two, Martin and Boom Boom expected something similar to places they had been before. And yes, I think this is true. Um, They they had sort of uh, preconceptions about um, places uh, in England and, and places in Thailand and expected some similarities. Um, three, the hotel that they stayed in was expensive. Uh, false. It was very, very cheap for them. Four, the first bar was how they expected it to be. Um, not at all. Uh, they were expecting to see people dancing and, and tourists and things like that, and there were none. Five, they had a drink in the first bar because they didn't want to seem impolite. Yeah, very British, and it's true. Yeah, they, they didn't want to seem rude, so they stayed. Even though, and we're moving on to number six, they did not feel safe in the bar. True. And they did not feel safe in the bar. Um, goes to show how being polite can put you in some ridiculous situations. Number seven. They believed that the taxi driver had problems with English. And yes, the taxi driver told them they, that he had problems with English and they believed him, at least at the beginning. Number eight. They thought the last place would be good. Yeah, they were optimistic. Um, They thought because of the English uh, problem with the uh, taxi driver that they finally got the message across. It didn't happen. But yeah, they did think that, so it's true. Nine, they enjoyed the massage. False, they hated it. Number ten, the man was enjoying having sex with the woman. Again, false. He had a face like stone, apparently. Finally, number 11, Martin and Boom Boom were rude to the taxi driver at the end. And it is true, they were very rude to him. In fact, they swore. They swore at him. That's about as rude as you get. Okay, good. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. I'm expecting one or two complaints, perhaps. We'll see how that goes. If you did enjoy it, do let me know. If you didn't enjoy it and you thought it was uh, a little too sweary, also let me know. Um, And yeah, I look forward to talking at you next time. Until then, ciao for now. (laughs) 